It was the Talon Horton Tucker game and will forever be remembered as that as Talon Horton Tucker carries the Jazz in Charlotte to a win and we're talking about it on postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone is the Utah Jazz pull off a 119-111 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Talon Horton Tucker was the story. 37 points, 9 rebounds and 10 assists. And Ron, this is a guy who was not in the rotation for the Utah Jazz before the trade deadline. He's Colin Sexton's gotten hurt, Mike Conley's gotten traded, and he ends up being the starting point guard for the Utah Jazz, and he just looks more and more comfortable, and tonight he was just flat-out dominant. Well, the more minutes he gets, the more comfortable he's going to get. Don't forget, this is a new position for him, a new responsibility, uh, having to play this position. I mean, he's a player that, that likes to play with the ball in his hands, and usually... When the ball is in his hand, it's about him. But things have changed here since he's been in that point guard position. Let's get into that because there were times this year where you you know his game was not like it was tough. Yes, it was a little rough at times. What have you seen, and how has it evolved? You know, I think minutes and and the fact that I'm sure he's had a lot of conversations with Will about being a point guard and 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 how to make things happen out there on the floor. So minutes has really slowed him down a little bit and to the point where he's not going into the ball game knowing that he's only going to get a few minutes at a time and he has to be uh, make an impact uh, on the game and, and score and do what he does best. Um, what I didn't see tonight was it, he made some of those low percentage shots, and I think that helped. He ended up with, I think, 13 shots at the rim tonight. Like, there aren't just aren't a lot of guards in the NBA that can get 13 shots at the rim in a game. Now, he made nine, so that's unusually high, and he is not a particularly good rim finisher. That has been an area that he has to develop. He's, like, below 60%. He's one of the he's the lowest rim finisher on the roster. Um, but, and so he goes nine of 13 tonight, which certainly helpful. But the 13's the number that jumps out to me there, Ron, is there just aren't that many guys in the league that can go get 13 shots at the rim on a given night. Yeah, his size, 6'4", 6'4 and a half, 6'5", somewhere in there. But he's about 2'10", 220. And, and you're absolutely right, David, because um, uh, his speed is deceptive. And, and then he likes to spin. He sets you up, and then he spins back to the basket. Now he's looking for it. He has to find it. And I think that's where some of the low percentage shots have come from because when he spins, now he's got to find the rim, and, and then, you know, who knows what kind of shot he's going he's gonna to put up. But he is definitely a guy that likes to drive. Uh, he's, I think his perimeter game is changing. I mean, it's getting better. His confidence is definitely getting better. And, again, you can't say enough, David, about what playing time does to an athlete that's, that's so good. Vancecchio, same thing. You know, I think he's starting to progress there as well because of playing time out there on the floor. So you, Talon goes two of five from three tonight as well. His three point shooting is was really troublesome in LA, and it's it's up about thirty five percent or so since he's been back since the trade since the starting line. I mean, if he becomes a viable three point shooter with that type of driving ability, that's a real offensive force. Yeah, just think about that. You become a, a three-point shooter that that's respectable, and and all of a sudden you got to run Tucker off the three-point line. What's that do? Adds to his driving ability to get to the basket, and and with the spacing, the way these spacing nowadays in in, in the league, that just helps him. So the more he works on his on his three-point shooting, what I like about it, he, he's not one that shoots off the dribble or off the catch. 
you know, his most of his three-point shots are uh, facing the basket, feet set, let it fly. Jazz did a nice job with him getting him downhill, but he also finished both left and right-handed. There was a really mm-hmm. telling sequence where he scored both left and right-handed. Then you had this kind of Chris Dunn came off the bench going, left, right, left, right. <laughs> like there was a lot of celebration around THC today. Well, if you're going to drive to the basket, David, and you know I like guys that can put the ball on the floor, get to the basket, and use both hands. And uh, we thought Abaji, he can do it. But Tucker, we knew he could do it. Uh, and he's, he's, he's it's getting done. That just makes his ability to drive to the basket a little bit easier uh, when, you can, when you can do that. A uh, few other notes tonight. Walker Kessler was really quite dominant. Um, the official number, I think, on cleaning the glass that I was given by um, Tim Lacombe, and then I'm checking it right now on NBA stats, is that the Hornets were 11 of 27 at the rim tonight. 11 of 27 shooting at the rim tonight by the Hornets. And I said in the broadcast, like, I can't imagine what Walker's numbers are going to be tonight defending the rim because it just felt like he impacted everything. Well, it just shows that, you know, he ended up blocking three shots tonight, but it also shows that he has all the respect in the world in the NBA right now. I mean, obviously he's on a scouting report. Obviously that the way Will, and and we went through this before the ball game of how the Jazz wanted to defend when he's on the floor, it's one through four. And they chop blocking, sending guys to the baseline so they can keep Walter Kessler uh, closer to the basket. It's just their way of, of, of making sure that he is a defensive presence out there on the floor. And, and it really makes a difference with him. And Walker's right now giving somebody who looks like probably a college buddy or a high school buddy uh, his jersey. Uh, so Walker... Uh, Kind of cool little moment there. Actually, another cool little moment that took place was Gordon Hayward just was out with all of his girls um, and his wife saying hi to the, the final remaining kind of staff members of the Utah Jazz that were around when he was around. Um, so checking in with all of them, there aren't that many uh, left on that. Walker also, by the way, you know, like we shouldn't under his eight of ten shooting. That's wildly efficient. It's a big darn deal to score seventeen points on ten shot attempts. It's you know, you win games when you have guys that are that efficient. David, that is great numbers uh, for a guy that scores at the rim. 72%, 73%, I think that's what he's averaging averaging for the year. Uh, doesn't take any shots, Harley, away from the basket. So it, it's probably, uh, I'd say that's what you expect, you know, the, because of where his shots come from. And I don't think 10 is, is too many shots. No, no. And I mean, he did a nice job on the glass tonight yeah. uh, getting those. He had uh, missed a few late. His, there's a fun little note. His next sh- shot block, block shot, shot block, mm-hmm. whichever, will tie him for the same amount of shots that Sean Bradley and Yao Ming blocked as a rookie. Wow. That uh, says a lot because both of those guys over seven foot and protected the rim very, very well. Uh, the wild one is if you told me Lowry Markin was going to shoot three for 22 in a game, I would have never thought we were going to win a game. No, never. but I don't care who you are, David. You're going to have nights like yeah. that. You know, and he had one had one tonight. I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to affect him as well. We'll know when we get to Miami if if, if he misses two or three in a row, if he uh, starts backing down a little bit. Yeah, I don't – I mean, he didn't seem real bothered by what was going on tonight. He kept shooting. He took kept 22 shots. 20. He didn't ever slow down. In the process, it wasn't like he, you know, 
Um, the other one I thought was just interesting overall tonight, there were two things in the game that I think are worth mentioning. One is the Hornets run the most off-ball screens of anyone in the NBA. They just never got into that game. Like, sometimes as a broadcaster, it's super hard to talk about things that aren't happening. That didn't happen. They're an off-ball screen game. They run 60 a game. It's the second most in the league, and they just never got that going. Never got it going, and and they didn't get into it. Maybe the Jazz defense had a lot to do with that because what we were expecting uh, didn't happen tonight. And and, uh, who knows? But... The three-point shooting wasn't there maybe till the second half there for the Hornets. Jazz defense and the way they structured things for to so they can so the Hornets have to score in the paint with Kessler there really made a big difference. Uh, the other one I would say that I thought was interesting tonight, and Ochai Abaji really aggressive early, like played with a, just a force. And Will Hardy's been asking him to unlock his, you know, MVP college MVP play. And I thought you know, he, I don't care that he shot three for ten and two for seven. I mean, we saw that. He drove to the basket. He was quick with the shot attempts. He was really aggressive tonight. Yeah. It, he's going to get better there as well. And, and the more, as you just mentioned, he's gotten the – he's been validated by Will to play your game and, and don't hold back. And we, we want you to improve. We want you to be uh, part of everyone's scouting report. And we want you to – <laughs> look forward to next year because right. that, that's the kind of game we I'm, want you to play. I mean, honestly, if you watch what the Jazz are doing out on the floor, they are playing, they're developing and playing talent for next year. And if they win along the way, that is fine. Yeah. But they are running plays and doing things and defensive schemes that are about development for the future for their players. And that that's really, it's very clear that that's what's going on. Yeah, because once next year gets here, you know, everything that they're running now, they're very familiar with. Uh, that makes training camp a little bit shorter. Um, and that also makes guys out of, you know, that's associated with the starting lineup or coming off the bench that you know they're just they're just ready ready to start the season. All right, I don't think there's a lot of mystery. Yes, it's only two players. Yeah. Taylor Horton, Kessler, Tucker Walker, yeah, Kessler, Kessler are the stars. There's yeah. no question. Casey doesn't even get a pick. Huh? No, there's like Lacey actually has already Lacey, voted Lacey. 20, 23 times, um, and is pointing out that our new mayor is Walker Kessler. Um, after his interview with me. So uh, that wraps us up. We will be back with you from Miami, Locked on Jazz for you Monday from Miami, and then we play Monday, right? And then we fly home Tuesday. Tuesday. So, all right, talk to you guys soon.